Monday, Bet Tevet, day eight of Hanukkah, Tavshin Ayin Vav, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Chag Urim Sameach. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. running to the light during this festival of lights as we are concluding the holiday of Hanukkah Chag Urim Sameach to one and all we are here each and every Monday immediately following JM and the AM 9 AM is uh, New York time <laughs> Eastern time and 4 PM Israel time and uh, we really are excited to be here with you yet again and thank you all for your continued uh, Feedback. We love feedback. Keep it coming. You can email us or um, Facebook us or whatever you want us. Email mayor, M-E-I-R, at NachumSiegel.com. Our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. You can comment. You can uh, you can enjoy many of the links that we put up, and we'll tell you a little bit about them later. Um, a song that came out, uh, like, last week. Beautiful song by Hanan Ben-Ari. He's had some hits that we've played already uh, on the Israel show, and he put out a uh, a great play on the Hanero Talalu, 
that we say right after lighting the candles, we talk about the candles being holy, that we can't use them, we can't use them for light or for anything else, and so forth. Um, he takes that concept and applies it to children. The candles, Hanegot Halalu Anumadlikim, Kemo Hayiladim, Hamitukim, Sha'anu Molidim, are like the sweet children that we give birth to. If Sharla Simbahem et Hashemen, we can put oil into them, feed them, Ulahitiv Haptilot, and make sure that the wicks are proper, Aval Misham Ze Raktfilot. And after that, it's all up to prayer. We have no real control. Hayladim halalu anu migadlim, these children that we raise, vizektat kasheli rototam hatsad lefamim, hard to see them always from the side. We have to watch over them to make sure they don't get blown out like the candles. But after that, it's all patience. Like we say about the candles, we have no permission to use them. And he, he morphs that into mehem to, to um, be disappointed with them. To pray for a miracle, kamo bayamim hahem, bazman hazeh, basfach hazeh, in these complicated times. Uh, last stanza, we'll skip to that. We bonoshel olam, borem meorot veadam. It's beautiful the way he's tying in the classical texts and his own, borem meorot veadam. Azor lanu, help us, lahavin at kama gedolim umeirim haneirot shenatatalanu. Help us understand how big and how bright are the candles that you have given us, meaning our children. Give us the ability, the strength to love them unconditionally. It's a play on words of to do good for them and with them. That our children, just like the candles, we don't want them to be blown out by a strong wind. Our children, too, we ask that they stand tall and strong when confronting the winds that blow so powerfully outside. That they know that each one of them can light up the entire world. It's really beautiful. It's a, it's, it's, it's a melechat machshevet, done beautifully thought out. The words, the melody, it all. Hanan Benari, Hanerot Halalu, Hayiladim Halalu, debuting it here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and you are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank 
החיוך שלהם מתגלות כל התשובות, שלמעלה מן הזמן הן כבר היו כתובות, יש קו קטן חתום בחותם של כהן גדול, הוא לא ייתן להם חנן בן ארי, הילדים הללו, הנרות הללו, so beautiful. Happy that we could bring that to you. Debuting it here, just released song. Debuting it here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. We will post a link to, a YouTube link to that song, as we do for all the songs that we play during the show. We do so um, an hour, two hours, maybe three hours after the show is over, but within that time period, Post it on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And we thank you all so much for participating. Many have. We also post other stuff there. We posted last week great material, and not that many people took a look at it, I must say. Uh, last week we spoke about the archaeological evidence of Chizkiyahu um, HaMelech that was recently found, but we also spoke about things that were found um, within the last 150 years on the other side, from the side of Sanchayriv, the Assyrian king, where he specifically, in, in the cuneiform writing that they found, speaks of Chizkiyahu and Yisrael and Yerushalayim. And sometimes we think about the craziness in the world around us that try to claim that we were never in Jerusalem and we have no history in Jerusalem and, and we're usurpers or conquerors or occupiers. And here you see that uh, 2,600 years ago, our enemies, not us, not our things, our enemies, Sanchiriv, Assyria, write in their writings, in their language about King Chizkiyahu of Yehuda, about Lachish, about Yerushalayim. 
So we posted pictures from the British Museum and from other places of the various different things we spoke about. I must say, uh, a lot of interesting material there. We took a lot of time working on it, so go back to the Facebook page and take a look at it. I think you'll find it compelling. Um, so, we want to talk a little bit about Ma'oz Tzur. Ma'oz Tzur, I don't know, I mean, it was written in like the 13th century or so, it seems, um, quite a long time ago, and it became, in the Ashkenazic world, it became the Hanukkah theme song. It's, it's, um, it's ubiquitous. Uh, I, 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 and who wrote the melody? I don't know, but is, is there a Jew that doesn't know it? Hard to imagine. Of all stripes, of all types, everyone sings Ma'oz Tzur. The funny thing is that in today's day and age and in the world of political correctness and in America where Hanukkah is this huge holiday because of its proximity to Christmas more than anything else, where um, Jews that are very assimilated celebrate this and sing Ma'oz Tzur, I would bet that most of them have no clue what they're singing because the words are rather politically incorrect. We won't go into that now. Let me just give you a, a, an, an overview of the uh, of the song Ma'oz Tzur. There are six stanzas. The first one talks about our obligation to thank God for saving us, for being there for us in various times in Jewish history, and that He will save us in the future and bring us back to the Beit Hamikdash when we we dedicate the Mizbeach and the Beit HaMikdash. The second stanza talks about his taking us out of Mitzrayim. The third stanza talks about God's taking us out of Bavel, 70 years after we were thrown out with the destruction of the first temple. The next paragraph talks about the Geula that we know from Purim. <clears throat> God saving us through Mordechai and Esther from the plan of Haman. And the next paragraph, the one that starts Yivanimnik Betzualai, one that uh, many sing on Hanukkah, in addition to the first stanza. I know we used to do that. We didn't sing the whole thing. Yivanimnik Betzualai speaks about God's rescuing us through the Chashmonaim family, the Maccabees, the Gula of Hanukkah. The last stanza, the sixth, asks God to um, to be somewhat uh, um, zealous, he should he should take revenge. Really, we ask God to take revenge on the nation of evil. Talks about Edom, the Admon Betzel Salmon is a reference to Edom. Chazal called the current Galut Rome Christianity as being Admon Edom, and Selt Salmon is a reference to Tzelem, to um, to Christianity. Hakem Lanu Roim Shiva and bring to us the seven shepherds that we talk about similarly similar to what we say in the Ushbizin, the seven um the seven shepherds that will lead us at the time of the Geula. So what we see basically in this overview is that the song is about the various Geulot, the various redemptions and God coming and saving us and uh, ultimately hoping for the final redemption. And so a number of people felt that we should add a, a, another paragraph. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing holy about Maustu other than the fact that it's been sung for centuries by Jews. Nothing, it's not, it wasn't set up by Chazal. It's not like a bracha or a tefillah. Um, even there we do add piyutim. But let's add a paragraph. And the paragraph should really convey our thanks to God, as we are responsible to be thankful to God, our thanks to God for bringing us to the land of Israel and for beginning the next phase of Geulah. Not leaving us, if you will, right now the way we sing it, we're left in the Galut. And we ask God to take us out of the Galut. And 
it would seem strange. So, I don't know who wrote this first one that I'm going to share with you, but um, it's very nice, and we have somebody who actually sings it as part of uh, a Ma'os Tzur recording. We thank the God of Redemption. We thank Him for the Geula, the redemption that has begun. With great miracles, God gathered His people, Bet Yisrael, that's us. We look to the future, we ask God to complete the process that He began. Bring the Redeemer. And His light, that of the Redeemer, should shine forever. We'll come to your home, meaning Bet HaMikdash, singing and playing the instruments and singing Hallel and thanks and praise to God. Which is, It's a very beautiful one. And another one, which I found, and I don't know, there might be more. If you know of any, please uh, share them with us. You can... Uh, you can uh, comment on the Facebook page if you like, or anywhere else about um, uh, somebody else who might have written a uh, stanza from Maos Tzur, a stanza that now adds in our latest redemptive process. So this was composed by uh, Dr. Avi Schmidman and Harav Yitzhak Et Shalom. I'm a big fan of Rav Yitzhak Et Shalom. It was composed in the year 5771, a couple of years back. And it's all based, and uh, you know what, I'll, I guess I can post this also. There's a page where they explain exactly all the shibutzim, every phrase that's in the uh, the stanza comes from a different pasuk or tefillah and so forth, and they explain where it came from. Shenit yadach hosafta. You reached out your hand a second time, another time. Misha'ol dilita yididim. You you drew up sort of from the depths. You drew up like in a well your beloved, your yididim, or artsach zarachta to shine your light upon your land, and fe matat umegadim, giving us branches and sweet fruit. And as we've said many times, that's one of the clearest and most open signs of the geula that the land uh, of Israel gives. Bounty, and it doesn't do so until the people of Israel return. Korim lecha umodim, we call to you with thanksgiving. Hallel gomrim shemach miyachadim, we recite the Hallel and declare the oneness of your name. Mimei yishi, maoz sali, hivir kenoga lapidim, the waters of our salvation. Mimei yishi. Our rock, our protector, Maoz Sali, Hivir Kenogalapidim, has lit a flame like the light of torches. That is the Avish Midman and Rav Yitzchak Et Shalom version. And uh, we'll play for you now the Maoz Tzur by the band Ayelet Hashachar, and they added the stanza, the first one that we spoke about, Nodeli Tzur HaYishur. Hope you enjoyed. It's not the usual melody. They made up a nice, uh, new composition and it's uh, quite upbeat and bouncy. I hope you enjoy it. Listen for the words of the last stanza. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
with uh, Ma'o's Tzur and the uh, additional stanza that's been added to that uh, to that historical piece. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And yes, we congratulate Nachum Siegel and the Nachum Siegel Network for, wow, an awesome, awesome showing in Paris, France last week, culminating with this uh, uh, groundbreaking concert at the uh, Big Shul in uh, in Paris. I think it w- went for about three hours, if not longer. Thousands of people came, and there were many thousands of people watching it, including myself, live online, streaming as I was streaming in. Uh, through YouTube, they had a sidebar where you could comment, and I saw, and I was actually, we, we, we were, um, corresponding, who was watching it? People, you, you wouldn't believe this. People in Brazil. Well, why shouldn't I say you wouldn't believe it? People in Brazil, people in Spain, people throughout the United States and various states, people in Israel and several cities in Israel, people in Europe, of course, people in France, some of the people in Paris who wrote in French and we used Google, I used Google Translate to figure out what they were saying and they were so thankful, so thankful for, um, for, for what Nachum was doing and the Nachum Siegel Network really should be congratulated for everything they do, they do and, uh, this has, this was just awesome. Congratulations to Nachum, congratulations to general manager Miriam Wallach, congratulations to Mark Zamek, who's a big part of this. Uh, a lot of, uh, so much work that he does as well. So congratulations to all of them for a great, great success in what they did. The Israel Show is proud to be part of the Nachum Siegel Network and proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, which helps people make Aliyah. I mean, as time goes by and we see what is going on in the world around us, do we not want to think more seriously about Aliyah. Yes. Um, we should, and we do, we should go to Nefesh Benefesh website, N-B-N, M-N, like Nancy, N-B, like boy, N, like Nancy, Nefesh, B-Nefesh, 
nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and see everything that Nefesh Benefesh has to offer anyone who is contemplating Aliyah, or if you're not contemplating Aliyah, they will help you contemplate Aliyah, which is also interesting, put you into that mindset. So go ahead, take a look at their website, and uh, we continue to thank them for being so supportive and um, sponsoring the Israel show. Proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. There's a new Mossad head. I, I, I mentioned this on one of the posts last week on our Facebook page. Once upon a time, I wrote, a long time ago, the biggest secret in Israel was, who's the head of the Mossad and the Shin Bet? Nobody knew it. It was a big secret. I guess they felt that uh, it was safer not to know not to have his name public and threaten it would threaten his family maybe and himself and so forth. I guess, and, and this stopped uh, a, a number of decades ago, and the reason, I guess, was because uh, information is so out there that one can't imagine that if you needed to find this out, you couldn't. So, so, so now we've gone all the way in the other direction. The uh, new Mossad, head of chief of the Mossad, was uh, announced. Who who it is that it's the prime minister who picks it? Who it is that the prime minister picked was announced in a press conference. <laughs> it's like we went from it being totally secret to there being a press conference in which he's going to announce it, like you know, like Lahavdil, the winner of the Survivor or something, you know. Um, and he announced the uh, appointment of Yossi Cohen, who's a Absolutely fascinating individual. He was born in 1961. He was born to a religious Zionist family in Yerushalayim. They have very deep roots in Israel for many, many generations. His father uh, was a member of the Etzel Underground. The, the, that's the underground that was under the command of Menachem Begin. His mother uh, is a well-regarded educator in Yerushalayim. She, she was uh, granted or, or presented with the Yerushalayim Prize a few years ago. He himself, Yossi Cohen, went to religious schools, a religious high school in Oretzion, the famous Tichon Kedam uh, that's headed by Rabbi Chaim Drukman. Um, then he dedicated the rest of his life to the security of the people of Israel. He was in the army, and uh, then he spent many years in the Mossad in many, many different roles. And uh, a lot of operational roles. It seems this guy really has been around. It's like the spy novels that they write. Uh, <laughs> one of his colleagues said that this this is one of those cases where the spy novels are like understated. I mean, there's stuff in reality that that makes the spy novels look pale. Thank God we have people like that. He himself today is traditional. Um, he, although he does not wear a kippah. This past Shabbat, in his uh, city in Modi'in, where he goes to shul on Shabbat, every Shabbat morning, in his shul, he he, he got up and he spoke. <coughs> he, his was the speech, you know. You, you know you're in a great shul when, you know, a guest drusha from the head of the Mossad. And you know you're in a great country when that's possible. He said, without siyata deshmaya, without help from above, the state of Israel would not have been able to be established. It was true then, and it is true now. We need siyata deshmaya. Is it amazing? The juxtaposition also with Hanukkah, where on one hand we use our might, to fight, the Maccabees got up and fought. But we also realize that the fight can't really be successful without the help of God. We got to do our part. We got to fight. We got to be sophisticated. We got to have the best weapons. But at the end of the day, we need the siyata deshmaya. We need the help from above. And to think that the head of Mossad, which is considered the best intelligence agency in the world that the head of the Mossad will get up on Shabbat and say we had Siyata Deshmaya with the founding of the state of Israel and we continue to have it and we need it and to think that that's Shabbat Chanukah where we celebrate 
the victory of the Maccabees. Rabim Miyad Miyatim, where the Maccabees, the Hashmonai family, were small in number, and they were able to be victorious over a great empire. It is miraculous. And we recognize the miracle of Hanukkah, but often we don't recognize our miracle, the miracle that's happening in our time. It says, Ein Baal Hanes Mekir so The person to whom a Nes is happening doesn't always recognize or never recognizes that he's has, that there's a Nes happening to him. I was having a conversation recently with somebody. We were talking about faith and miracles and so forth. And he said, you know, if God would just show us a miracle, it, you know, like in the olden days, wouldn't it be smart <laughs> for God to do that? Because ultimately what will happen is that people will, will come to God. And I said, oh, really? First of all, it didn't work back then. Elio Hanavi does the greatest miracle on Mount Carmel, and it doesn't help. Faith needs to be internalized. It can't be bought with a miracle. Look at even at Kriyat Yamsuf, how five minutes after the Jews saw God's hand split the sea, they started complaining about the catering. But I said, leaving that aside, we live in a time of miracles. After thousands of years, we now live in a time of miracles. Was not the establishment of the state of Israel a miracle? Was not the defeat of five Arab armies that were surrounding us, Rabim Miyad Miatim, that we managed without even, an, without an air force, barely with weapons that we somehow quetched out of Czechoslovakia? How did we survive? You know, America embargoed weapons during the 48 War of Independence. It is a miracle. We live in a miracle. The 67 war was a miracle. The existence of the state of Israel every single day is a miracle. I think about the fact that people talked, talked about what happened in San Bernardino where, where Islamists just shot up people and were planning to do worse if they wouldn't have been killed. They had bombs and explosives. I mean, the president seems to think there's an issue of gun control. Sir, Mr. President, look at what they had. They had tons of various forms of explosives, of, of bombs, of ammunition. It wasn't just guns. If you take away their guns, they'll find something else. Look what happened in Paris. And to think that lo it's hard to imagine that that would happen in Israel today. That Israel is more in control of terrorism, even though it is smack in the middle of the Arab world that is collapsing. It's five minutes from ISIS. That Israel has a better handle than the United States and then France and then the others. All this is miraculous. These are miracles that happen to us every day on Yomimanu. So we live in a time of miracles and we should celebrate them. The way we celebrate the miracle of Hanukkah, we should celebrate this miracle as well. Let's always remember that during these days of darkness as we light up the world with the Hanukkah, our Hanukkah menorah. Here is a... Uh, Really beautiful. I, I love this most. Or it's Tamar Kapsuto. It was released last year as part of a um, artist's recreating some of the classic Hanukkah music. Ma Ostzur. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
I love that. I just love that. It's so beautiful. Tamar Kapsuto, and uh, of course we will share that, a link to that if you want to hear it later. On our Facebook page we'll share a link to uh, the YouTube video of that song. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So um, the President of Israel, Ruvi Rivlin, Rivlin, Ruvi Rivlin, is here in the United States. Uh, and I will say that I was um, openly supported his uh, candidacy for President of Israel. I felt that of the two candidates out there, he would be the best. Um, I still think he was better than the other. However, I must lend my voice as well to those who are disappointed. Somewhat, not all the time, but somewhat disappointed with... Um, some of the things that Ruby Rivlin, Ruby Rivlin, Ruby Rivlin, not Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Rivlin has uh, said, and for the first time since he has been uh, president of the state of Israel, he came to America on an official visit. He went to Washington. He was received with uh, with full honors uh, by the president of the United States in the Oval Office, sitting in that usual chat setup of the two leaders. Uh, in front of the fireplace with the media clicking along and they're exchanging little um, niceties at, at a time when usually Benjamin Netanyahu uses the opportunity, the bully pulpit, if you will, to uh, make some comments about the situation in Israel. He always does it in the form of, oh, I thank the president for realizing that, and, and then Netanyahu says what he wants. Um, Ruby Rivlin used the opportunity to, uh, to kowtow to, uh, the president, to make him look good, to talk about the importance of peace, and, um, so forth and so on. Which, okay, on some level might be fine. Then, uh, they went to light candles, Hanukkah candles, at the first of two official Hanukkah parties in the White House. And uh, some other interesting things happen. We'll get to that in a minute. Addition to this, Ruby Rivlin um, spoke uh, to um, to a uh, conference that's taking place in New York right now. It's a conference about Israel or politics in Israel, and it's um, sponsored by Haaretz newspaper, the newspaper of choice for enemies of Israel. And um, the New Israel Fund. This is a fund that wants a new Israel. They don't like the Israel that we have now. 
they are sponsored. There's, and they are a, in my opinion, they, they are dangerous to, uh, the aims and goals that we have in Israel. This is a, a fund that gives money to the organizations that support BDS, amongst others. Uh, they do some good work, but mostly they're funding organizations and causes that are, are really not on the right side of, of, of the Israel situation. I think that's one of the reasons they call it the New Israel Fund. Not the new fund for Israel. They want a new Israel. Anyway, in addition to the sponsors, Haaretz, and the New Israel Fund, in one of the panels, Shovrim Shtika, Breaking Silence, which is a horrific organization in Israel, they are outright, I believe, they're outright evil. Even people on the left in Israel, center left, like Yair Lapid and others, are very against this organization, Shovrim Shtika. Basically what they do is they go around the world, they get funding from European countries and others, and they go around the world saying that Israeli soldiers are barbaric, that they have no morals, that they just go up, go around shooting kids. And they bring, as evidence to this, interviews that they've done with soldiers. The only problem is they don't tell you who the soldiers are, where these events took place. If it was a one event that was unusual and not a typical event for the Israeli army... Or was this something that goes on on a regular basis? They have no way of... They don't go to Tzahal. They don't give Tzahal the information and say, here, why don't you check this out and see if this was something that that is out of the, the norm or if this is the norm. And they do horrific damage to Israel. They are out there courting Europeans and other anti-Semites and pushing them and pushing them to show them how terrible Israel is and how bad the Israeli army is and how they do all these horrific things against the Palestinians. It is, an, like I say, it's an evil organization. Sad to say. And they also are speaking at this Haaretz New Israel Fund forum. And Saib Arikat, the, the Palestinian Arab negotiator who was very close to Yasser Arafat. He spoke today at this forum as well. And guess what? When he got up to speak, he demanded that they remove the Israeli flag. And they did. And they did. Is there no pride? Is there no Jewish pride at all in these people, in Haaretz and in the New Israel Fund? But I'm, I shouldn't be surprised about them. I am surprised at President Rivlin, that he's agreed to go and give greetings to this, to this conference. It's shocking to me. The Israeli media is filled, filled over the last few days with comparisons of how Obama greeted Prime Minister Netanyahu versus how Obama greeted President Rivlin. Oh, look, this is the way it should be, the American-Israel relationship. This is the kind of relationship we should be having. Look how President Rivlin and President Obama are getting along so well. There's no angst between them. Duh! It's amazing how the media in Israel can repeat this over and over again. Nobody stops to say, I shouldn't say nobody, but very few stop and say, wait a second, what are you talking about? Ruven Rivlin is a figurehead. He has no power. He has no responsibility. He can say whatever he wants. It's meaningless. Prime Minister Netanyahu carries on his shoulders the future of the state of Israel's security the concern for the bomb from Iran, the concern for the military, the concern for the BDS. Prime Minister Netanyahu is the parent. As Kalman Lipskin wrote in a great article 
in Mariv. Ruvi Rivlin is like the grandparent that comes to visit the kids. Yes, they have a lot of fun and they love the grandparents. The grandparents give them gifts and, and pamper them and spoil them. But at the end of the day, the grandparents go home. They don't have the responsibility to change the diapers and make sure the kid goes goes to sleep and goes to school the next day. It's the parents who do. Ruvi Rivlin is the grandparent. Let's not conflate the two. Let's not get this, get this uh, confused. And, by the way, Ruvi Rivlin and Benjamin Netanyahu, even though they were long allies, uh, a few years ago became really, really bad enemies. And so Rivlin will do everything to make Netanyahu look bad and vice versa. Sad but true. So that's part of this as well. We're going to end off with a song by Ovadia Hamama. It's a, it's such a great song and it is so amazing how history repeats itself over and over again. The words for this song come from the book of the Maccabees. A book that we don't know enough about. You know, we don't, we don't get a chance to really read it and, and, and see the bigger picture of Hanukkah, not just the little, little slit of, uh, of information that we have. See, sometime after the Hanukkah story, Judah Maccabee was dead. His brother Shimon was the king. Shimon HaChashmonai. And there was a different Antiochus who was angry with Shimon the Hashmonai. And he said they were at war. Remember, this is a, we're reading like the political ledger of the day, the newspaper of the day. What happened between the government of Israel and the government of its enemy. Antiochus sends this message to Shimon. Atem, you, you the Jews, lakadatem et yafo, vet gezer, vet hametsudasher, yushalayim, vehem arei malchuti. You captured and occupied, occupied the occupation, the city of Yafo, and the city of Gezer, and the temple in Jerusalem. But says Antiochus, these are my cities. Isn't that amazing? How history does repeat itself? The enemy says, you captured these, you're occupying them, and but they're mine. Give them back. Give back these occupied territories that you took from me. And listen how the Jewish king, Shimon, the brother of Yehuda HaMakabi, the Hashmonai, Listen how he answers this demand for the return of occupied territories. Lo eretz kachnu. We didn't take someone else's land. We're not ruling over somebody else's property. Kiim nachalat avotenu. This is our inheritance, the land of our fathers. Asher oivenu. Which at a certain time in history was unjustly taken from us by force. And now that we have the ability to, we have taken back, we have returned to the inheritance of our forefathers. Low Eretz I gotta tell you that until Ovadia Hamama wrote a song to this, I was not even aware of it. It is an astounding piece of Jewish history that we can learn from. It appears in the first book of the Maccabees, Perek Tetvav, if you want to look it up. You'll see all of it, the whole story there. This is Ovadia Hamama, we're gonna end off with his version of that song, but not before we say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, an encore presentations, uh, encore presentations of Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday! Immediately following James the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Thank you. 